Today, I'm speaking with Charlie Firth, director, producer, and creator from London. Now, Charlie, I first came across your work uh, through your podcast with Tim Chung and found your work very interesting. Uh, can you tell me a bit about your past experiences working in-house at some of the top social media first studios and what got you into creating? Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you so much for having me on, James. Um, so I guess I've been working within the production sp- like industry sphere specifically since uh, about 2014-15 and I originally worked at a company called Dreamtech who were a production company in London and it just so happened uh, that they were also the company that built the first YouTube space in London. Um, So I do pinpoint a lot of where I've ended up to be quite lucky. Um, I know obviously you have to be like in the ring to uh, to be able to like do this type of stuff but um it just so happened that dream tech yeah had built the youtube space and so after three years of basically learning the ropes about production learning about producing um from the in-house team at dream tech i then got switched to to be like placed full-time at um at the youtube space which was just insane for me because i was kind of like working with creators who i had been watching for years and you know, meeting them firsthand, becoming friends. It was all a bit crazy. Um, so I, that was kind of like considered my dream job. I was like, I don't really want to do anything else. Like this is, this is it. Um, you know, we were working on uh, events every week. It was, you know, big productions. We'd have sets come in, you know, you'd work with like massive, um, you know, cinema, like Universal, Warner Brothers, all of them would like come in and it was just, a job that you would just not even think is is possible um but I think after about three and a half years there as well um maybe I just I'm someone who hops about (laughs) quite a lot but um I'd kind of taken as much as I could learn there because um I didn't have a degree in in film or in anything like that I kind of studied history and then had basically just learned everything along the way Um, And again, was just surrounded by really good people who helped teach me and support me as well. So after kind of doing that journey for a bit, um, I wanted to like venture into a bit more of like established traditional media. And so went to BBC for 10 months. And that was basically just to see what it was like on the other side, because you kind of gone from somewhere which was, you know, really fast paced, which is what social first um, platforms are predominantly known for, you know, the quick turnarounds and and that stuff to a company which is traditionally it takes there's a lot of red tape basically to like get through um and make sh- make sure that things actually get made um so I think I I felt like that was kind of holding me back from a lot of stuff um and then basically got an offer to go to Facebook studios so I was there um and pretty much 10 min- 10 months after I started there that's when the pandemic hit Um, And so we all had to like kind of work from home and being a studio based producer myself and like my colleagues, it was it it was interesting, very interesting time. Um, Very grateful to have had a job through the pandemic because I know it was a really, yeah, really tricky time. But it I was just kind of like I need to be back in the studio. I I can't do remote producing anymore. Um, Yeah, it's just really difficult. And so then uh, then switched over to TikTok. And that was the last um, full-time job I had I was there for six months um wasn't necessarily for me the specific role but again 
it's always good to like learn from from people that you meet there and um and yeah grow as a person and then I decided oh, I'm just going to go off and and be freelance so that's a very unabridged version of about eight seven eight years um but yeah no it was a lot of fun um obviously the the platforms themselves completely changed throughout that entire process I think YouTube was um has now turned into the the you know the Goliath that it is today and then obviously you got TikTok which is um which has just taken over the world so yeah it's been fun <laughs> that's awesome yeah um everything just changes and evolves so fast especially yeah. in, the, in the social first um industry yeah and it can be it can be challenging when you're trying to figure out where your place is amongst amongst the changes as they come yeah um so what what are you doing now can you tell me a bit about the I, I saw that you're starting a production company this summer uh so could you tell me a bit about that and uh, and, and kind of where you're headed yeah so I think like first and foremost I kind of always grew up um not wanting to have uh I guess a proper job um I always wanted to just live in like jeans and a t-shirt uh that was like my, my goal just a job that will allow me to <laughs> to dress quite casually um so I think throughout all the the years of working at those production companies it was just great to work with creators and that was like my main love of like helping people make make stuff whatever it might be um and so taking all of that on um and all of like the kind of production knowledge that I was able to learn um you know the years that you'd put into like learning premiere pro and um you know lighting audio all that stuff that I was super you know lucky enough to be able to learn inside a studio um I then took to basically um emulate but in in real life as I put it because uh the jobs that I used to do I didn't consider real life production because it was like we would have people come in um into the studio that it you know it's a specific set it's nothing really changes too much it was very much they would come in sit on the sofa we do the thing so when I left TikTok um it was actually a massive shock for me I felt like I was 21 again because I had to go off and like do it all myself but in real life uh and I think that was the biggest challenge of I basically became like a, a freelance videographer editor live stream person whatever you kind of need me to be um I can kind of fit into those roles because I've had the opportunities to learn them in-house. Um, so yeah, basically just, I would say I'm predominantly a videographer editor. That's what I, like 90% of my jobs are. Um, editing these days, everyone is in demand for an editor because there's so much video content post pandemic um, that people want to be putting out. So that's definitely a job I would recommend people to get into if you can learn um, and edit software, definitely, definitely do. But yeah, I'd say I'm I'm still learning. I'm only a year into like my business and I started with just my name. But then I think as you kind of grow and you realize that like having uh, an, an alias, I guess, um, just makes it look like a little bit more professional. And obviously I'd love to be able to hire people at some point one day. I'd love to have a space that I can open <clears throat> for my for myself. So I came up with Studio Ilico, which basically means like, it's like pronto, it's like to have now. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. 
and I thought that was quite relevant to like the whole social thing uh, I'm not sure I'm still not 100% on the name yet but for now we're sticking with it uh, and once I've sorted out all the paperwork and all that behind the scenes then then yeah I'll do a bit of a, a kind of like soft launch online and and go from there but yeah anything video basically anything social I, I do do corporate gigs obviously every now and then uh, to pay the bills but the, the majority of it is is social first Instagram reels TikTok videos YouTube videos whatever it might be that's amazing. That's that's really cool. Um, I know it's a big in-demand uh, industry right now and services that a lot of people are looking into, whether it's individuals looking to increase their branding or companies looking to, you know, add that more human touch to their to their branding strategies. Yeah. Uh, it's something that's really big out there right now. Um, so now that you've had a couple of years of experience of working through different studios and uh, a taste of doing things on your own freelance. Um, what is one thing that you wish you knew earlier on in your career? Ooh, great, great question. Um, I mean, there are so many lessons that I wish I could go back and give my younger self. The first one being you should have gone freelance a, like a lot longer. Um, but I think I, I was just very comfortable for a long time. Um, I don't really want to consider the pandemic because I know that that put a toll on everyone and it was this really random time. But if, if I'd have actually had the confidence in myself to, uh, to go freelance and to be like, yeah, I can do this. Um, then yeah, I would have loved to have done that a couple of years earlier, you know, because my friend Tim had obviously been running his company for as long as I've known him. Um, you know, and I've been surrounded by creators, but I think my, main fear was that well there are so many creators going off and doing it and um it was difficult to think of myself as my own person rather than I'm just Charlie who works in this machine um that you know I am very expendable though there's people that can come in and you know and replace my job very quickly so just having a bit more confidence I think in myself to be like yeah you can do this but at the same time you do need that period of of time to get to this stage um so it's it's a difficult one because I do believe that everyone has experiences and and that's what kind of makes them where they are and you're you're kind of like you know everything in this moment now but a year's time I'll be completely different and a year's time after that I'll be completely different again and and I hope I am I hope I live and and learn and grow but I think just the biggest thing was yeah, just being like, I can do this. Um, and I kind of quit overnight on a bit of a whim after a few things had happened at work. And I was just like, I, I need to quit. Um, and I think again, in hindsight, I should have done a bit more research on uh, yeah, accounting, finance, business, <laughs> what it takes to actually run a company. Because yeah, quitting overnight probably isn't the best idea, but I'm quite a spontaneous person. And what can I say? It just happened. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I think that's a big thing with a lot of um, creative people as they branch out and try to do something for themselves or on their own. They they have the creativity and they have the knowledge on on what is wanted in the market, but they don't always know the business side of how to get it there. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. 
that's that's a big challenge for a lot of creatives, myself included, on managing how to run a business mm. and how to be creative at the same time. Yeah, it, it's also as well having the confidence that you you do, I do have knowledge, you know, and that you know it's been years of me watching YouTube videos and doing all this, but I automatically think that everyone has done that, but they haven't. Um, so when I come up with ideas. I think, oh, that I don't need to share this idea because they probably already know it. But half the time they don't. Um, and a lot of people don't actually engage in the content on these platforms. And so whereas like you and I might, you know, really enjoy sitting down and watching, you know, whoever, a Colin and Smear video or a Peter McKinnon video, it's that's not for everyone. And whereas I've got years worth of just sitting, at, you know, at home watching YouTube or watching it on my laptop. Um, that is like knowledge in itself because your your brain is already picking up on like transitions and how uh, a bit video should be paced and music and sound effects and all this stuff. But people just don't tend to kind of know all that information. So it's like you do actually have a lot of knowledge that perhaps, you know, isn't really learned knowledge. It's just like picked up after years of being on social um so yeah just being confident enough to like go into a meeting and say maybe you should do this or maybe you should try this approach or maybe with tiktok you should be less corporate and be more silly just things like that really but yeah yeah i think with the the way that that social media is especially with uh youtube and tiktok is when as a creative going on there and and seeing people posting uh you know tips or something like that and it, it, you have to kind of stop sometimes and be like, oh, wait, not everyone knows that. Mm, yeah. Not everyone knows that to, 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 you know, when you're editing, you know, cut on motion or what, yeah. something small that, yeah. that would be like a basic that a, a creator would learn somewhere early in their, their journey that the masses of people who are creating now on, on YouTube and, and TikTok and Instagram don't don't know the exact same knowledge that we do but they want to know a lot of it they want to know how to make their videos better how to improve their their engagement and and their reach and and a lot of that comes from the quality of their work as well and so part of being a a creative is 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 knowing that not everyone knows what you know it's, yeah. it's like if you go to do your taxes not everyone knows how to do their taxes yeah but your accountant does yeah and if your accountant just sat there and was like well nobody wants to know what i know yeah, then yeah no yeah. one would be get, getting assistance with their taxes done it, it's one of those types of situations where y- you have to think you have to think and remember that you're you're in a a field that is is fairly new to a lot of people mm-hmm unknown in in a lot of regards so it it's it's something that um like you had mentioned you have to you you have to just kind of notice that wow like I, I I've learned this from watching so much from learning so much and it has benefited me and I do have something valuable to to share and to offer yeah um, yeah I think it also translates to I guess to money as well because you know starting out I would charge really low rates because I just didn't you know, why should I charge, you know, X amount? Um, Because I'm just starting out. But at the same time, it's like, I am starting out, but it's plus 10 years. It's like, 
you know, you, you can charge for that because it's the amount of years that you've put into editing or put into, you know, the the slow slog of of everything, um, which is is tech involved. It's the amount of kit you have. It's um, yeah, it all adds up, I think, as well. Just knowing that that has um, a financial, you know, uh, application to it as well. But yeah. So true. And like platforms yeah. are constantly changing. That's the hardest bit as well. You know, you could give advice to someone on YouTube one minute, um, but then all of a sudden it's it's something else. So, I mean, TikTok is absolutely crazy and changes all the time. One minute it's still photos, one minute it's, you know, cap cut uh, transitions and effects and one minute it's different sounds. It's it's constant. It's so difficult to speak to brands about this is what makes a good TikTok video or this is what, you know, this is what you should do. Because trying to explain that to someone in corporate is just really difficult <laughs> but who knows i mean you know it's it is a constantly changing world and if i think youtube will definitely uh see stand the length of time but in terms of other apps it's yeah complete roller coaster i 100% agree 100% agree um so as it comes to to being a creative when when you do put out your your own work that maybe isn't always for a client or or could be and they come back with some criticism or feedback yeah as a creative how do you how do you handle that how do you what would you say to somebody who maybe is putting out their first bit of work and they're finding some some comments from people online who may not be friendly or or submitting this to a brand and the person in charge of the creatives there is not receiving their vision very well. Yeah. I I mean, there are so many different answers to this. I think it all depends on your personality. Um, and I'll break it into like two different sections. So you've got the kind of creator first um, uploads where you, you know, you'll put something out online and someone might have like a quite a personal harmful comment, um, especially if it's about your work or maybe you're in it. Um, and I think with with stuff like that, it's like you have to really develop a bit of a thick skin. And like the first couple of comments will hurt and they will get they will get to you because we're human. You know, if someone says something about you, you are going to react to it because it's just human nature. Um, but it's differentiating the fact that it's so easy to just type something online and just send, be done with it, not have a care in the world that that has actually really had an effect on the other person. Um, and I mean, I, I've been in the creator world, but I've never consistently posted stuff myself purely just because it's, I haven't had, uh, the right mindset to go off and do it and actually dedicate time towards it, which is what you need to do. If you're a creator, you need to like have that consistent upload and, uh, and keep to it. But from being surrounded by creators for years, it, the majority of them will just kind of like either you know block certain comments or um if there are certain words that they just don't want you know you can hide them but i would really say that like not everyone is gonna like what you put out there because you know we live in this world where anyone can have uh, an opinion um and that's good and bad but i would just say keep making what you're proud of um and any like realistic feedback getting it from friends and family um is always good and also getting it from other peers in in the industry who are doing similar work to you and if it's valid and um 
you know, if they're giving you constructive feedback, then that's stuff that might again hurt first. Cause you're like, I spent so much time on this, but in hindsight, you're like, oh yeah, you know, I did grade this maybe a bit too green or maybe this was too long and it wasn't quickly, you know, quickly paced. And it's just about taking that on and knowing that you, you have to get feedback. Not everything is perfect. Uh, and that is really difficult to, to kind of just get over. Um, but yeah, I think just keep, if you keep making stuff, putting it out online, then it will get, it will get easier. You won't, you won't kind of notice it so much. Um, but with, with brand stuff and criticism, this is where it kind of gets a bit interesting because typically the, the people who might be watching your content back don't come from, you know, this world. I do a lot of editing for beauty, uh, beauty companies. And again, it's, it's more high glossy type of stuff, but how I would edit for Instagram is perhaps not what they're after. And so with brand stuff, as annoying as it sometimes can be, you have to go with the client. Sometimes you can obviously give your feedback as much as possible to explain maybe why you've done something, but with, with client work, sometimes you have to have to go and kind of just grin and bear it. Um, and make any changes because obviously they're the ones paying, you know, paying your invoice at the end of the day. But hopefully it kind of speaks for itself. Like I've, it's always the clients that have, you know, 15 rounds of amends and they'll go off and upload it and it will have like 20 views. And then you'll edit something once for someone who has no care in the world. And that gets like thousands. And you're kind of like, why have I spent so much time going back and forth with this client for nothing. Um, I'm sure so many people have this issue, but you know, at the end of the day, what can you do? You're kind of tied, your hands are tied to whoever that client brand project is. And you can, you know, kind of give your input as, as much as possible, but it really depends where you're coming from. If you're a director, if you're an editor, if you're, you know, the producer, whatever you might be, everyone kind of has a specific role in production and it's just about, I guess, you being as good as you possibly can be in that specific role uh, and hope that people listen to you. But yeah, it's it's a wild one out there for sure. Yeah. What you said about client edits and redoing edits over and over yeah. and, and then other clients who are just like, yeah, whatever you like, just post it. And yeah, it, it's, it's definitely an interesting world to be in when you're when you're diving into the corporate aspect of of video production and content creation for them mm. um when it comes to yourself or or somebody new who's just starting out in the industry what would be a a, a top piece of advice that you would give to yourself if you were starting out today or to somebody who who's looking to move into the creative field yeah i would i mean we're, I'm actually quite thankful that I'm I'm in my early 30s now and I am very thankful that I am this age and have kind of gone through it because trying to be, um, you know, getting into the creative industry now is going to be incredibly hard because everyone wants to to do it right. And it's so much more accessible now, which is which is great, but it means that there is so much content out there. There are so many creators there, are, you know. I don't know how many people with like a million subscribers now it's, it's probably in the thousands, maybe the hundreds of thousands. Um, and whereas like when I was in my early twenties, it, 
was this brand new world it was you know not considered a, a job it was just you'd have youtube on the side and people would always be like you make money from youtube and it's like yes um but now it's just it is an entire industry in itself and for for young adults and people looking to get into this um it is really just about working out what you want to do specifically do you want to be a creator do you want to be behind the scenes you know do you, what specifically do you enjoy about the kind of whole production process because there is so much out there you don't have to be someone on camera if you enjoy being on camera that's great definitely utilize it and you know learn from learn from people who you, who you watch online and take what they're doing and not necessarily copy it or replicate it i know there's like a big conversation around um you know copying people online but I think it is just about taking what works well because we all know what makes um you know a really watchable clickable um engaging video but what is it about you that is is different and what is it about you that can bring a bit of an audience together and maybe you've got specific you know ideas in mind for like brands or a specific message that you want to put out there and how is that all going to tie in and yeah it's just about I think utilizing social as much as possible and you know it's, it's there are so many different ways to upload now you don't have to be you know a YouTube a YouTube creator you could be a TikTok creator you could be an Instagram Reels creator you know there's Snapchat originals which I don't have Snapchat on my phone but I know that that is hu like huge especially in the UK with with Gen Z Snapchat is just everyone is on it and so there is such an audience um out there for for content but it's like, what can you do differently in a way? You know, the people that I watch, there's always something a little bit different out there, um, whether it is in terms of production quality or whether it is just like the way they edit or, you know, the, um, I can never pronounce his name, but uh, Kabi Lame, Lame, the guy, you know, on TikTok who didn't even, doesn't even speak, you know, and he's got yeah. like the second biggest um, following, if not the, the the biggest on TikTok. And it's like, he had an idea, went ran with it, and he's now doing Hugo Boss adverts. Like it's it's absolutely possible for you to go from, you know, just uploading in your bedroom to becoming, you know, whatever you want to become, basically. But at the same time, it's yeah, what what and how you do that, um, whether that's you learning a specific skill or um, you know, giving back in terms of education. What do you kind of have and what do you want to put online? And if you don't want to be a creator, like there are so many ways to like learn stuff now. It's Skillshare, even if it's just YouTube, like motion graphics people are highly in demand. If you are into design, um, if you're a thumbnail, you know, designer, creator, there are jobs specifically for that now. Um, color grading, like everything that goes into production, sound, just being an assistant, you know, trying to get involved in something, whether that's starting out, just helping out on set it all leads to you knowing someone who then will put you in touch to someone else. I think that's the best kind of honest bit of advice that I can give that the majority of my work comes from people that know me. Um, I rarely get any, you know, work off, off my email, off my website. The majority of it comes from, Oh, such and such put me in touch with you. And so it really is just about starting out, getting to know people, being as kind as possible. Being kind is such a like, underrated thing but literally it means the world to people even if you're just like oh can I go and get you 
a coffee or a cup of tea or something um don't just expect stuff to be handed to you you really do have to like go a bit above and beyond and it will be noticed by people I'd much rather work with someone who's kind and is willing to learn than someone who's amazing at what they do but is maybe a bit shady you know who just doesn't give me that kind of good vibe so yeah in today's in today's uh society I guess it's just yeah work work hard and and the rewards will will come but you know they they will I think if you are persistent with it and you're willing to learn and you're willing to take feedback um then yeah anything is possible 100 percent. i i agree with you so much there you know being persistent and consistent in your efforts and being kind to people is will take you so far mm. over over just skill alone yeah because um, it's skill you can learn you know like i didn't really know anything about cameras until like, i had people help me um but you know just showing up and every creator that used to come into the youtube space i'd make sure that i would go and say hi to them that they were okay that you know anything that they needed i would do my best to help with it's just little things like that that put you in good stead for the rest of your kind of working career i think i mean not everyone is going to be super nice i totally get that um i work with a lot of people in tv who are quite scary <laughs> and rightly so you know they've they've worked their asses off to get where they are and they can be that kind of uh all powerful person but yeah I think if you're just starting out just really try and like get involved as much as you can um hustle a little bit but not not too much because you know it life life is short at the end of the day don't be like staying up all night and 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 kind of going crazy for it but just work smart and mix with the with the right people if you can i agree so much uh charlie if people wanted to find you where can they find more about you and more about your work yeah so i mean again i'm i'm more uh on instagram um i should be on tiktok because my partner's a bit of a, a a tiktok um influencer let's say but uh predominantly i would post on instagram which is just uh charlie with an ie and then two like underscores I would call them and then just Firth because uh, Charlie Firth has been taken and sadly it, it, I'm not going to be able to get it get it for my lifetime but um, yeah so I'm Charlie Firth on there and then just charliefirth.co.uk is my website if you want to see any um, bits of, of work that I do I've yet to do some stuff in Canada I'd love to come over and and do some filming in Toronto but um, yeah the majority of it is just uh, UK based brands and and celebs and stuff but yeah, that, that's me, basically. Awesome. Well, definitely, if you ever find your way over here, you let me know, and we'll we'll set up some sort of production together in, <laughs> in some capacity. That'd be uh, bro. Thank you so much for being here today, Charlie. Um, I'll make sure that all of uh, all of your socials are linked down in the in the show notes below. And that concludes another episode of the Seven Seas podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at 7Cs Productions, 7Cs P-R-O-D, and stay tuned as we continue the conversation where creators can learn from creators. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you.